Good morning. Today we welcome Gina Passarella to our Wonder Women in Business podcast. First off, let me say what an honor it is to have you on the show, Gina. You're quite a busy woman and I'm proud and honored that you took time out of your schedule to meet with us um, and share a little bit more about yourself today. Oh, it's truly my pleasure, Susan. Thank you so much. Sure. So our Wonder Woman in Business podcast serves to raise awareness about the great things that incredible women in business, like Gina, that what they're doing to serve other people. Um, everyone has a story, as we know. And in my podcast, Wonder Women in Business, I try to give a voice to those women whose story is meaningful, moving, compelling. I know Gina is a very successful editor and mom as well. And we'll talk more about that shortly. She has some exciting news. Um, we try to share this story with the world so that people like Gina who shine can give permission to other women to shine as well. We so often play small and that helps no one and serves no one when women play small. Uh, listeners can tune in to Freeman Means Business podcasts on more than 10 channels, including Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. You can also see this podcast embedded into a blog on freemanmeansbusiness.com. Now, today's guest, as I mentioned, is Gina Passarella. I'm Italian, so I like to say it the way as Italians would say it. Uh, she's the amazing editor-in-chief of Global Legal Brands at ALM Media. Before we begin, um, I'm going to ask Gina, tell us a little bit about yourself, your education, occupation, the things you do in the community, what's important to you. Sure thing. So thank you again so much for having me on. This is really great. I, I love everything this podcast is about and I'm honored to be a part of it. And, um, you know, I started out, I had always wanted to do journalism, knew that from a very young age, didn't know exactly what type, but went to school um, at American University in Washington, D.C. to study journalism, ended up doing communications and nice. graduated with a degree in PR, realizing, oh, wait, I don't actually want to go in PR route. I still do want to do journalism. So I went back and got a master's in broadcast journalism and public policy. And DC wow. is a great place to, to learn about the, the ways of the world or maybe the ways of a certain part of the world. Um, and, and came back and decided, you know, I, I really like writing and wanted to come home to the South Jersey, Philadelphia area where I'm from and started looking for jobs there. And um, my, my first editor, who's a longtime mentor of mine, Hank Redlack, took a chance on me and hired me as a cub reporter for the legal intelligencer in Philadelphia covering the business of law. And I had no idea what the business of law was. And this was 2005. Um, but I figured, hey, I'm going I'm to give it a go. And wow. I love that. I love that. So you hit two things that are really, you know, I want to highlight. So being in the heart of it, public policy in DC, that's definitely the place to learn more about public policy. Uh, whether you like the political landscape today or not, it's certainly colorful and informative. And you can learn, like I always say, you win and, win and learn, never lose. So DC is the place to do that for sure. Uh, also, your comment about business of law, that's incredible. Um, you know, we've been looking at business of law for years and still a lot of people don't know what that means. So what does that mean to you? And what do you think others need to know about the business of law? Sure. And I know it's a touchy subject for a lot of lawyers because it is one of the probably last bastions of true professions where, you know, what, what lawyers do is so sacrosanct in some regards. And I'm not disputing that. 
Um, but in order to run effectively and be the business engines that they've turned out to be, when you look at the size of these organizations, how many people they employ, how important they are to their local communities, they have become a business. And we have seen some fail that aren't run as a business should be. So I view the business of law as anything that goes into how a law firm or a provider of legal services more and more these days, what they're doing to survive or not. Um, and, and we cover everything in between there from management to finances, to strategy, to hiring and talent management and client development. There's just so much that goes into it beyond our substantive practice. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think what you see is, at least from my experience in the legal arena, what I saw was that these are people who went to law school, they did very well in law school, and they immediately began to work for a firm that was well known or, or not, but they practiced law. So they really don't understand what it's like to mirror and match the client behavior, meaning be a business. Uh, so that's where I think a lot of the struggle comes in. Yes, it is pedigree and, and, and difficulty accepting that in this changing world, uh, there are many, many, many more lawyers than there used to be. And clients have so much choice now, especially since the world is flat and they can do business with firms across the country and not necessarily um, the guy on the street. So it's really important what you do and the publications that you um, work with. Why don't you tell me a little bit about those, like what are the publications you work with before we move forward? I, I want the audience to understand clearly what you do and what you provide them. Certainly. So ALM has a number of almost 30 legal publications around the globe. And I, as I mentioned, I started out with the Legal Intelligencer in Philadelphia and has moved um, up through the ranks of ALM, working with various publications, both national, regional, global. And I, I, in 2016, we did a reorganization where instead of being um, structured around certain geographies where those reporters look at that market and report to an editor in that market. We're really now a true global newsroom where we're capitalizing on our reporting staff from Hong Kong, London, the U.S., and, and places in between. Amazing. Where, Amazing. Genius. It's, 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 it was so smart. It was a huge culture shock. Don't get me wrong. It took a while, but I would say in the last year or so, we've really hit our stride where we're now organized by themes. We have a business of law desk, a technology desk, a litigation desk, the, the list goes on. And those reporters from around the world are talking to one another and the editors are talking to one another, seeing the trends that are happening much more than just what was in a specific region. And we're, we're able to bring that deep community tie that we still have from our years of working in those communities and we can never lose that and won't. But we marry that now with this global platform and broader insights. And I think that's what, regardless of what publication you're talking about with ALM, what we really strive to do is say, okay, we've been covering, particularly the business of law with the American lawyer for 40 years. We've invented the concept of covering it. You know, we yeah. bring historical insight and, and everything we do, breaking news or analysis piece, it's going to tell you what does this mean? Why do I care? How does it impact my practice? what tell me more why why this matters and that's really our goal and so my for the last about year and a half almost two years i've been editor-in-chief of the american lawyer where we cover purely business of law and 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 you know get into how law firms and are dealing with competition i mean it's just been a fascinating time to cover the business of law over the last 10 years yes sure. 
I love, I love, I have to say, I love following you on LinkedIn. Um, I love reading of the publications that I engage with. I love how you make it clear. What does this mean to me, the reader? So it's not just regurgitating facts and data. You actually frame the narrative in such a way that it's meaningful to the person reading it. Uh, so I enjoy your publications. I enjoy your work in particularly. What, what exactly is your proudest professional accomplishment, would you say? Oh, that's, that's a really great question and a hard one to answer. I mean, I think, you know, taking over um, as editor-in-chief of the American Lawyer was something, frankly, I didn't even have on my bucket list for years to come. And I'm very fortunate to be handed the baton for such an important publication. I mean, it's just, I love covering the business of law. I'm a geek about it. I find it fascinating. And I think there's no better brand to cover it from than that platform. And what I really try to do, because there's a ton of competition out there, but our readers are so busy. They have so much information flying at them. I want to provide them with the information that is most impactful to their day to day. So my the favorite part of my job is going out and meeting with law firm leaders and, and attorneys of all levels to just off the record, what's happening? What, what are you seeing in your your day to day? What issues are you grappling with? Let me go and do that business intelligence research for you and bring it to you in the form of articles. Nice. So having this platform to do this, and now in my new role as, as editor-in-chief of the Global Legal Brands, also working with Corporate Counsel Magazine, the National Law Journal, Legal Week in London, China Law and Practice in Hong Kong, really looking at, okay, how do we connect all of our audience segments? Yes, we speak to individual markets exceptionally well, the business of law through the American lawyer, in-house counsel through corporate counsel, but these are our audience segments that are increasingly interconnected and, and they can't operate yes. in that. And so ALM has the ability to now really connect those audiences in a meaningful way, bring them together for discussion, not just talking over one another in articles, but how do you, how do you really, you know, make meaningful connections with the entire legal industry and i want to be part of facilitating that for the industry so that we can deal with all this change that's happening and the industry can move forward in a positive way so this first role that i took on a couple months ago in, in that regard i i you know, i'm also equally very proud of and hopeful for and what we can accomplish in, in helping the industry move forward well, no doubt that um, you guys connect the piece, the puzzle pieces together. Um, I always mention The World is Flat. The book changed my life years ago, but I've been involved <clears throat> in financial services and in legal services, but all with technology. And technology drives all of that. And I think you guys have done a great job of, you know, MarTech, as you, if you will, for your own, for your own products and services. But like you said, connecting the voices, making sense of the messages, um, whether it's in China or here, what's happening in the marketplace. Um, one of your recent posts on LinkedIn about Wall Street firms and, and are they, is the change happening there indicative of what we saw? Is everything coming back to the way it used to be before the financial services crash of 2008? Uh, that was a really great piece. I shared that. So folks, if you're listening and you haven't read that, you should really read that piece. It's, it's uh, it, it's got some surprising data in there. You know, we think that we're doing fine, but we're not always aware of, you know, our market share and what's happening because we focus on profit per partner or we think our own firm is doing so well that surely, surely the landscape is the same as it, ha it was before the crash or it's come back from where it was or maybe it didn't change, but that's not always true. 
Tell me more about who your um, best inspirational mentor is or someone who, who's moved you in such a way you might have changed your course. This is a great question. And I think everybody has kind of various pockets of mentors in their life. I certainly mentioned Hank Dredlech, who if he didn't take a chance on me and, and, and shepherd me through my reporting career, I wouldn't be in this spot today. And my current boss, Molly Miller, who has just created an amazing team of, of women that are all of our national publications are, are currently run by women and, and we're just you know having a blast working together and, and doing big things for for the market um, all inspiring I think the two people who have probably kind of forced me to think the most about what I do on a day-to-day -day basis whether it be at home or in work are my mom and my five-year-old daughter because I Shown me. I was thinking about this a little bit. I mean, you know, my mom, it was just, she's hard, hard working, you know, did what had to be done, didn't complain, always took a chance, wasn't afraid to do anything and, and you know, never kind of let anything hold her back. And I don't want to let anything hold me back from being as successful as I can possibly be in order to provide for my daughter. And in a couple more weeks, I'm two weeks out from delivering uh, our son. So. Wow, that's the surprise. That's awesome. I'm so excited for you. Well, aren't we lucky that we um, were able to to podcast with you today? You'll be busy uh, in two weeks beyond belief. But I know you'll manage, and I know you'll juggle. Um, you know, speaking of challenges, that, that that will be a challenge. But I'm sure you'll handle it with grace and beauty, as you have with your first child. Uh, what has been your biggest challenge or setback, and, and how did you overcome that? Sure. So, I mean, I, I think it goes back to that same thing. I know I talked about the, the advice or the inspiration that I take from my mom and my daughter, but I think there's always that element of self-doubt. I'm relatively younger to be in some of the positions that I've been in. I don't personally think that matters, but in a profession where, frankly, the Age of the profession is a bit older than most. Um, you know, you, you, that can sometimes be a challenge to overcome. But even more than that, I think it's just the profession has been completely welcoming, particularly once you prove yourself in, as a study of the market. They're they're very welcoming. But it's your own, it's yourself holding yourself holding back, right? So you know, oh, I'm given this new opportunity to be the editor in chief of the American Lawyer. Am I ready for that? doesn't matter I'm gonna do it <laughs> so, but, but, but it, it, you have to talk yourself through that a little bit I have to admit so I don't think I think you look you're in great company I, I in fact um, I want to point out that you're speaking to a, a recent article that I read about what's called the confidence gap um, you know men men often overestimate their abilities and performance and women underestimate both uh, even if the performances don't differ in quality. So that's very common. I think you've hit on a, a point where every listener out there can um, relate, whether, you know, from the male perspective or the female perspective. But yeah, a lot of us, it, it's not that we're incapable. We're just afraid to assert ourselves and show that because of, of, of perceived backlash or real, in many cases, real backlash. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm glad that you haven't let self-doubt hold you back. If, if anyone knows your bio, they know um, that self-doubt, you know, Gina one, self-doubt zero. Because <laughs> you've done a great job. Um, how, how would you say, like, what would you give advice-wise to other women 
uh, to support women in business? Sure. I mean, a few things. So one, I have found some of my, my greatest success, but I mean, I can't help myself sometimes for better or worse. I can't keep my mouth shut. So if I have an opinion, people in the room are going to know about it. And that's largely served me well, <laughs> not always, but largely served me well. But I think raising your hand to get involved in as much as you can in your organization or externally, but within your organization, making connections across business units. Don't silo yourself within your current job. Look at what other people are doing. Make sure that people in other departments know you as the go-to person who can help or is at least willing to try. And really just put yourself out there and get involved in new things because the more experiences that you have, the more you build your resume, the more people can say, oh, she can handle that new job that we want to give her. She's done X, Y, and Z outside of her typical job parameter. So I really do encourage that. Um, and I also, it's funny, I've had a few reporters come to me. I'm not, you know, my daughter's five. And, and so I, I have some experience being mom, not a ton, but <laughs> reporters who, who come and, and, and talk, who are about to have babies and say, you know, how do you, how do, you do it? And I, it's funny you mentioned, you know, handling it with grace. Not, not all days. <laughs> Actually, I had to, when you, when you called to take this podcast, I had to tell her she's in my office with me today because kindergarten doesn't start until tomorrow. So I had to ask Great. her out there uh, with some of my colleagues who are nice enough to hang with her. And, you know, you, you make it work. But I tell them all the time, I'm like, listen, nobody knows that you changed your shirt three times before you came into the office. <laughs> up on it. Like, you, you make it work. You get here. You use help when you can, and if you're lucky enough to have it, goodness knows I need it. Um, and you know, you just you just get through, and and don't have to worry about being perfect all the time. You just have to be. I love uh, it. I love it. Very um, Serena Williams of you. Uh, <laughs> you know, she talks about being an athlete and a mom. It's a whole new uh, set of challenges, and you just do it. You just do it. You know. Uh, that's awesome. It seems like you're doing a great job on both fronts. I, I like to mention to people that I don't believe in work family balance. I just believe in life. I mean, that's life. You balance your life. I don't leave family at home when I go to work. I don't leave work at home when I'm with my family. It's just part of who you are. Um, one last thing before we go. Um, well, two things. I'm, I'm bad at balance because currently I am, we just, I just took on this new job. We just moved into a new home a couple of weeks ago and I'm two weeks out from having this new baby. So I'm not good at space count deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, if I come back sane in three months, we'll, we'll know that I've figured out some sort of balance. Well, you have a world of women and probably men too out there supporting you in your every effort. And we're thankful that you're uh, in the position that you're in and you're connecting voices across the globe to better serve the legal community. Um, before we go, if people want to reach you, how might they, how might they do so? Sure. Um, so I, I welcome any, any sort of outreach. I'd love to talk about what's happening in the profession what you think we're doing well or not well. I'm more than happy to take criticism. Want to make sure that we're serving our readers in a way that, that is helpful to them. You can reach me by phone, email, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever suits you best. Um, I, um, at, my email is gpasarella at alm.com. Please reach out. Um, if you don't hear back from me immediately in the next three months, I, it's <laughs> 
um, but I probably won't be able to completely disconnect. So you may hear back from me. Well, you get a permission slip for sure. And we wish you all the best. I think you're fantastic representative of uh, women in the workplace who also um, serve family and self, you know, so take care of yourself. And thank you so much for spending time with me today. I'm sure the listeners will appreciate all that you've shared. We will follow up with a blog post and embed this podcast in that blog post before sharing. Stay tuned, folks. And thanks again, Gina. Have a great day. Thank you. You too.